Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Who are those other two voices with you, Key? Two guys that appear on the show. They make special guest appearances. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio. Alan Hunt hanging out with Key today, and yes, I was dancing with the star. What year was that? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. A couple of years 2013, ago. 2013, I think. 2013. Right. 2013? Almost yeah, been 10 years ago. now. Yeah. yeah. And an uh, not just Bill Nye, the science guy, but also Valerie Harper, who's a grandmother. And, um, you know, but still, it was a great experience, I'm sure, Snooky. as you would say, right? Great, great experience. Great experience. Man, if, yeah. Valerie, okay. Mm-hmm. Valerie Harper, yep. former dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, former dancer? Yeah, she danced. And she was like a dancer back in her day. Um, Way back in her day. Kristen Emiliano. Yeah. Corbin Blue. Well, that one is unfair. That's What's the young there. lady? The young lady who won it all that year. Um, Amber. What's her last name? Amber something. Good. Amber she, Riley from Glee. Amber Riley oh, on from Glee. Glee. So like, danced and yeah. And, and musicals. and like, Stop. And her, part, have her partner was Derek, who I think has won it like 10 times. Yeah. Like, yeah. stop. But, you know, it's me, so people' expectations were really high. At least I look good, though. That's what mattered. And you did – I mean, I will say that. Everybody wants to, like, rip on you right now, but I will say in that – in the vest and the tie Dude, and the you, whole you thing. Have no, you have no idea good. how hard it is, though, for somebody who never, ever – never, never done anything remotely close to that. You know how hard that is to do? That's so hard to do. And the format's changed – from the time that all the NFL guys were doing well, mm-hmm. it changed. They changed the whole format around, and it was just different. It was a different. Bill deal. Nye didn't have any issues adapting. Okay, this you almost got called two, <laughs> two, two words. Yeah. One starts with an M, <laughs> yeah. and the other ends with it. Never mind. Yeah, instead, we instead yeah, instead let's just continue. Almost, the I almost pulled a perk on you. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allen on in for the guys with Key. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. A topic that really got a lot of reaction early in the show. We expect to get more. So we want you to be part of the conversation on this. Is We just had Brian Windhorst on, and Key and, and Wendy just went back and forth about something regarding the Lakers and LeBron using leverage to get what he wants. It's something Wendy said earlier this week. That he feels like with LeBron having his, you know, his contract extension talks, they have August where the Lakers can get an extension with LeBron, keep him around for a couple more years, and LeBron can use that against the Lakers to make sure he gets Kyrie Irving on the team, which is what he wants. And Key was just saying that that's not a good look for LeBron. That will not go over well with Laker fans, and they would turn on him. And that the Lakers, like, Key, you believe the Lakers are just going to stare him down on this one and say, you're not running this thing if we don't want to make a trade. Let's just say they just aren't comfortable with bringing in Kyrie for, A, what it'll cost them, B, what they just saw happen for three years in Brooklyn, and maybe Jeannie and the rest are saying, do we really want to go there after the year we just had? But LeBron wants what he wants. But you think that the Lakers shouldn't, like, shouldn't cater to LeBron at this point? No, I think they should go get Kyrie. Whatever it takes to go get him. But then right? why are you if saying they, that? But wait, let me finish. All right. Whatever it takes to go get him. But if it means that they've got to give up all this future, this and that, and that's not what they're comfortable doing, then 
if LeBron comes August and because they didn't acquire Kyrie because they didn't meet the Nets' demands, mm-hmm. and then it leaves a sour taste in LeBron's mouth, and then he doesn't take the extension if they offer it to him or when they offer it to him, and he decides, no, I'm going to be a free agent again, that's not going to sit well with the fan base. It's just it, it won't at all because clearly Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka and whoever's in her corner – trade deadline past season made a decision not to go get John Wall and mm-hmm. get rid of Westbrook and, and give up those picks because that's something that Clutch and LeBron apparently wanted allegedly. And then at the end of the season, Jeannie's saying the things that she said and now sending out a tweet in the middle of the night certainly tells me that she isn't inclined to do exactly what LeBron wants at this particular moment. Yeah, the tweet was a really interesting one because in it she references Kobe and how much she misses him, that he could say things that she couldn't, which I wonder what that means. And then all about the idea of team and, and you know the fact that he understood that you do for the team first and then success individually comes second. But with that in mind, and again, with, with your calls in mind as well, let's just play the one thing that Wendy did push back on you about that had to do with LeBron and using leverage to get what he wants for the Lakers and how fans would turn on him. And he said, let's not forget, there was another player that did that too who is beloved. Kobe is a god to the Lakers fans, right? Kobe told the Lakers, trade me. I don't like the way you're handling your business. Trade me or else. And he wasn't happy with what they had on the team. And they didn't trade him, but – they went to the wall and traded for Powell Gasol within a couple of months. And that trade triggered three straight finals runs and two titles. Portraying LeBron is, is acting differently than Kobe. And look, I know there's nuance in there. I'm aware that it's apples to apples. But, like, if LeBron uses leverage to try to force the Lakers into action, how much really different is that Kobe demanding a trade? and forcing the Lakers into action. Now, you and I both wanted to push back, so right? different. Yeah, because it's we ran out of time in the segment, but there one is a dude, One dude delivered five championships, okay? So he's going to be beloved and not going to be touched. He is arguably one of the top two to three Lakers of all time. He's not a rental. LeBron James is a rental at this point. He is not homegrown. So I understand he brought a championship in, but if he decides – that that money, that $100 million or whatever he's going to get, isn't what he wants because he didn't get Kyrie Irving and they didn't give up the farm to go get Kyrie Irving and he wants to leave, it won't sit well. It just won't sit well with the Lakers fan base. Because it was he already hard. Race. It was already hard enough when he came for people to accept him. Yes. He wasn't I lived right here. Away. I was here. I don't give a damn with nobody. I saw it. I was covering it. Okay, I was one of the people saying, no, don't even, uh, no, I don't want LeBron, but then he got here. I was like, hey. But <laughs> it, in the end, it, it, that's what it. That's what happened. People wasn't like jumping for joy to go get him. They was like, no. Because even though Kobe had those demands, Kobe still didn't go nowhere. He didn't leave. He didn't leave at all. He stayed. They signed him. And he had – and in Kobe, and I remember, I was covering the league. I mean, he, he – there was a time, and especially because he also had the off-the-court stuff, you know, there was a time where it was, you know, he had a precarious relationship with Laker fans for a little bit there. 
But, you know, obviously, you know, they do make the moves that they made, and they were back in the finals and stuff. And then from that point forward, you but could see already, like, they, but they, they loved him. See. But he was homegrown. Yes, He but, was one of their own versus LeBron, who does feel like a mercenary with the Lakers. It, it's fair to say. he he did, Yes, LeBron won a championship with the Lakers. You can't take that away from him, whether you want to say bubble or not. But he does feel more like a mercenary and not like Kareem was when Kareem went there. Because Kareem went there in his prime. Yeah, like we all, a lot of us remember, prime, but Kareem played twelve seasons or something like that. that with the that's Lakers. what I'm saying, and, and won a ton of championships. What I'm saying is, is that some people would, would say to me, "Well, you know, Kareem wasn't originally a Laker, no, but he, he wasn't. but he didn't he feel like a mercenary because he went there in his prime." And we only remember him as old Kareem with the goggles and the bald head. You forget the Kareem that when he first went to L.A. was the best player in the world. Like you forget that LeBron is great. Yeah, had a I don't great even year. associate. But I don't it feels even associate like a LeBron. I mean, I don't even associate Kareem the cap with the Milwaukee Bucks, even though he won a champion. I don't. When you Very mention young. Kareem, you mention two teams: yeah. UCLA and the Lakers. Yeah. Nobody talk about Kareem with no damn Bucks. <laughs> Only in Milwaukee they do. But but you're right. But LeBron feels so. Of all the players that have won championships with the Lakers, LeBron feels the most mercenary out of all of them. Right. Because he like, I can't think of a player that you'd say felt like a home, you know, like, and I mean a main player. You can give me all the guy, the extra guys that showed up after the fact. I'm talking about the main piece of the puzzle. Like he, he just that's what it is. So I get what you're saying about how the fan base would kind of side eye him a little bit. But you are seeing two things though at once here, Key. Before we get to the calls, I I, I want to just take. Am one I confusing thing. you? Yes, I want to push back on this. Is that you're you're talking about LeBron and K- shouldn't use leverage, and then you're saying, but you want no, no, Kyrie no, no, anyway? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is he should use all the leverage that he can. If they don't cave to him, he can't make the decision to leave. Well, then he doesn't. He's got to just. He just got to. He's got to use it all. And at the end, it's a negotiation. And at the end, if they don't do that, he's you know what? It. He's got to accept it because if he doesn't accept it, they can always say, we gave LeBron all the control. Look what happened to our team. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to say. We fired a coach. We right. depleted a roster to go get Westbrook and put a big three together because of the recommendation by, by King James. Why would we do that again? We're not going to do it again because he doesn't have many years left. It, that part is, is the part I think you have that's to focus on the that's most. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. So it's, it's this is less about Kyrie and more about LeBron you, walking if you, away if, if he doesn't if get what get he wants. Kyrie, get Kyrie. Yeah. But if, if, if you, you feel get, like it's a – but if the Lakers feel like it's an overpay, whatever whatever the Nets are asking, and it's an overpay, then they don't want to do it. And if they haven't done it yet – see, I also think I'd rather wait as a franchise – like, if I'm the Lakers or anybody else, and the Nets are going to ask, like, if you're trying to trade for KD, you don't trade for KD in July. You might not even want to trade for him in August. You trade for him in September because that's when the Nets will start feeling the pressure of, man, we're like a month away from training camp, and we don't want to bring these guys into camp because, you know, it'll only be a media circus and it'll just be, you know, man, weird I, vibes I and odd. Kyrie. I want him here and I want him with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But I also understand – what Jeannie Buss is saying and what she said and the tweet that she sent out. Yeah. I get all of that. You don't say, 
she why is she saying that Kobe Bryant would think about team first and organization? Why is she saying that? Who That's is that? what I'm asking. Who is that? Who is she talking to? Who is yeah. she talking to? Who do you think? I know who she's talking to, but who does everybody it? else know who she's talking to? Who's she talking to? She's talking to Clutch and LeBron, man. You know that. Who else could she be? There ain't nobody else to talk to. Definitely feeling that. And I also think she's feeling the pressure of the different influences that she's hearing about what's the right thing to do. A lot of people want to sound off on this. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, KJM, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn with Key. And we go to L.A. and we talk to Jeff. Jeff, what's happening? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, man, I, I really feel what Keyshawn is saying. Keyshawn made some valid points, especially about the apples and oranges when it compares Kobe's legacy to LeBron's legacy over leverage. I don't really think LeBron should really play around like that with the Laker leverage, especially on the way that he came in. There'll be a Kobe statue. There'll never be a LeBron statue outside of what we still know as Staples Center. Playing with the Lakers and Genie, especially what she, um, what she tweeted out, I don't really think that leverage is really going to sway her much as far as him what he wants. But like he said, if LeBron plays his cards like that and in the end he don't get what he wants and he decides to leave, it's just going to be, uh, um, I would say, a dark spot on his movements in his career throughout the NBA. And um, Lakers fans, we really don't forget things like that. Hmm. See, Jeff makes a great point, too. It's it's been LeBron's M.O., right, Key? Key? I mean, he... Yeah, whether it it's has, Cleveland, whether it's Miami. And that's fine, but it's different when you're in a Laker uniform. It's just, it's a different, look, and it's not the same player. But Dwight Howard came here, and he had an okay first season, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Free agency came, Mitch Cup checking them. They put billboards all over the city. They did everything, blah, blah. And then he decided to go to Houston. People in Lakerland never really forgot that. Yeah. Even though he, they, we brought him back twice on yeah, minimums. But, but he, the first time around was him and Steve Nash, and that was supposed to be you know another uh, big push. And you saw Kobe just couldn't take him as a teammate. I mean, that, yeah, that was and so it was oil like, and water. Eh, you know what? And nobody ever really forgave him mm-hmm. for that. Let's continue with the calls. We go to John in the Bronx on this. Go ahead, John. Top of the morning, guys. Uh, I agree with Keyshawn 100%, man. LeBron is in year 19. Why would you alter your franchise again for a guy? And he hasn't been healthy since he's been with the Lakers. So why would you even make a move for years down the line? They, every team LeBron goes to, it happens. Cleveland, he traded Wiggins. He needed a wing. Lakers, he traded Lonzo. Now they're looking for point guards. It's like, it's over. It's just let it ride out, and that's it, man. It doesn't make no sense to keep doing the same thing again. You, you see how that feels now? That's two callers. That's two. That's two. To be yeah. fair, you know, there's probably some other guys on the line or trying to get in or whatever, but that's two callers right now that feels a certain way about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, it's Le- not that they don't like him. It's just that when you're in year 19, yeah. it's, a, it's just different. This is not Le- year six. That's how I feel. It's the that that leverage play, and I'm like I said, what's the leverage? There's not a lot of time left. How am I investing my future when you don't really have much of one? Let's continue, Malcolm in Huntsville. Malcolm. Hey, morning, guys. Hey, morning, morning. I agree with Key. You know, and Whitney gave a bad example about Kobe 
Kobe had already built equity with the Lakers. He was already loved with the Lakers. You know, it's Michael Jordan could say, hey, I want this done with the Bulls. If Scottie Pippen said it, they're going to look at him side eye like, hey, man, who are you? Mm-hmm. You, you? You came in on something. You know, LeBron is in the back end of his career. He's known for jumping teams, so they don't even really know if he's going to stay there. He ain't going to be, like everybody said, they'll remember him as being a Laker, just like Johnny Gill was a new addition. But it's always going to be Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, and Bobby. <laughs> Johnny made everybody uncomfortable, right? But but that, that's but that's really it. It's it's what you are in the eyes of the fan base. But you know, th- I don't know this. I don't see this being a showdown, though. Key right? Because let me let me ask you this: What motivation would LeBron have to go somewhere else? Like that's why I wonder what the leverage is. I'd look at him if he said, "Well, if, if you understand. don't do this, I'm going here. Well, where are you going to go? Well, everything is here. You're me. established here." I, I'm just I'm just responding to what Wendy said. As a homegrown L.A. kid, I'm just responding to what Wendy said. Yeah. I, that's you, all. I'm just Yeah, responding you're going with your Wendy straight said. emotion, but I'm going with logic. Like, for me, logically, I'm looking at LeBron, I'm looking at Rich Paul, I'm looking at Clutch, and I'm saying, hold up. So I know about Braun Productions, Spring Hill. All you guys are here in Hollywood at L.A. You set up here. This is what you wanted, and you are set up. This is I, I as good. I mean, it's as smart a plan as I've ever seen laid out. What they did to get to L.A., they won a championship. He is in. His son is playing in high school there, and he's a star. Like you've got everything you want. You're telling me that instead of re-signing, you're going to play somewhere else. Where I yeah, know I everybody think, in the league would think. want him, but who? Where does he want to go? That's better than this. Yeah, I don't think Han. He's leaving. I think he will, whether Kyrie comes or not. I think him and, and Rich Paul and company are smart enough to know this is the one place that you don't want to alienate the fan base. Well, you're talking from that point of view. No, no, you're right. I'm also adding the caveat of alienating the fan base is one thing. You become now that villain figure, which you know you hate being. But I'm also saying, all right, but if I call your bluff, where are you going? Sure, 30, 29 other teams would love to have you. Maybe 28 because I think Cleveland's probably done. But everybody else would love to have you. But that yeah, doesn't but it's mean even, it's, it's a good about, place for not, you at this point not, in your life. It's not about him finding a home. He can find a home anywhere. Absolutely. Right? They, yeah, that team. But what's better than what he's here. got there? It, it would just be now you're moving away from your family. Now all of a sudden all the business stuff that you've got set up, you'd have to fly in. You'd have to do everything over the phone instead of being in person and being present like you love to be. Like, man, that's – he is. It's too. You are. You have to look at it from the Lakers' perspective and saying, "You are in the best place with us. Where you are in your career right now, you're in he the best know, place he, with us." But he knows that. He has. I to just. Know I don't know why Wendy said leverage. Interesting. Because it's like, yeah, but right. This right. is not. We're not talking about fifteen I don't feel years ago, leverage. dog. We're not. We're, this no. is. They're not going to do. You look. Know, uh, again, I want Kyrie on the Lakers. And yes. I would give up whatever it is to get him. But if Genie and company Would you decide, give up a th- the only first-round pick you can trade, which is like, what, 27? Uh, absolutely. You know it. neither guy will be here in 27, right? And your team could be it's, really bad. You could need I'll that take, pick. I'll take that chance. Because You're I willing need, to do I, that. I need Kyrie Irving today. I don't take, need him in 27. I'll worry what, about finding players in 27. You're all about today. See, that's the thinking that I, I've always believed in. But and if they decide that that's not what they want to do, LeBron has to roll with that because if he doesn't roll with it and it does something different, mm-hmm. I think his stint with the Lakers will be different. 
That's just me. But what I, the I hell do I know? No, no. You, you, no. I'm telling you, you're making a ton of sense. I think we both have a different perspective, but both of them are right. I want to take Scott in Arizona because he has an interesting point to make. Scott. Good morning, fellas. Yes, sir. I grew up uh, about 20 minutes from where Key grew up. And Wendy is wrong. First off, on leverage, Key is loved in L.A. because he represents L.A. Magic, uh, Kobe, they, they won five championships. They have leverage that LeBron is a rented chip. Everybody in L.A. knows that. Hmm. So forget the leverage thing. But I wanted to ask Key and you, Alan, what do you think a real uh, Laker is? My definition of a real Laker is someone who plays there, is proud to play for Dr. Bus, proud to play for Jeannie Bus, loves, embraces the idea of being a Laker, and when they retire, they identify themselves as Lakers and they love everything about it mm-hmm. in L.A. LeBron is a LeBron. He's not a Laker. Michael Thompson, Michael Cooper, Kurt Rambis, those guys are real Lakers, and I'd like to see, especially Key, what you think. Derek no, Fisher, you, you. I was gonna. It's like, so funny yeah. you mentioned that when we were going through players you, that came. Huh? When you mentioned the captain and stuff like that, yeah. I, I was getting ready to say somebody like Michael Thompson. Yeah. Is 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 viewed as a Laker, not yes. as a rental, because he won multiple championships and he basically ended his career in Los Angeles and. When, where did he, uh, they brought him in from where? Where, where did he Portland. play when they – Portland. That's right. He was Portland. Yeah. And, and he was and already so, a really good player, yeah. but he, he became known. But he came known. and he was a backup. He was yeah, a backup right. for us. But yeah. but he is a, a known as a Laker. Yeah. He's not lo- known as a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. LeBron James has been a, to a lot of teams, so people going to view him more as a rental because one thing about an a, 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 a all-time great Laker, a real Laker, so to speak, that – that Scott was talking about is they had multiple years here and they won championships. And so they're viewed as a Laker. When you talk about a guy like a Derek Fisher, even though he played and went away and played at Utah, he's a Laker. Yeah. No, he's a he Laker. Did it. Byron Scott is a Laker. Laker. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it but, is. But when you Norm say what Nixon, is. Norm Nixon is a Laker. He's when not a say- Clipper. When you say what is like he asked Scott asked what a real Laker is what is a Laker and, and you know it's like any of these teams that are that are these uh, you know uh, marquee franchises right what makes it is that you you identify with that franchise the franchise doesn't identify with you like that's usually how that works when you're when you play for a marquee franchise like some franchises are known for their great player but some franchises it's all all the great players that played for them. I just feel like when you are somewhere like the Lakers and you're there for your personal bet, like I wonder if Dwight Howard went there that time, the first time around, just to be in L.A. Like Shaq wanted to be in L.A. He was telling everybody when he was leaving Orlando, he wanted to be in a bigger market. He was going to leave, and L.A. was somewhere he wanted to go because he wanted to make movies and all the other stuff. Like that's his, his ambition was to go there for the reasons of – bigger for his better for his career right la the market better for him versus go to the lakers god i want to win there's two different ways to do that see i yeah, think Shaq you, went but, there they didn't win but then they eventually once they got phil and they started winning then Shaq became kind of connected to winning there does well, that remember, make sense Shaq, was, Shaq wasn't here that long before they started winning well they i know they didn't what? win like the first year no but it didn't take long for him to get phil and for them to start winning but his motivation to go there was a little bit of both. 
I think the Diesel's motivation was a little bit of both. Maybe. He wanted out of Orlando for one reason, big market. Isn't that exactly what Kyrie is doing now? He wants to be in L.A.? And he yeah, is- but that's – he doesn't – he's not going to L.A. for his – see, I think LeBron went there. LeBron didn't go to the Lakers to be a Laker. LeBron but went to the Lakers to go to what L.A. He, he went to the Lakers and won a title. Like, that was the goal. He went to the Lakers for L.A. not to be a Laker. It does make sense. 100% makes make sense. Any, not when you win a I title. Think LeBron he won a like, title because like they was, got a trade. It's not like he was going there and just like, Pat, oh, understand, I'm just going to be Pat, understand something. It's not co- uh, guy, LeBron or, sorry, it's not Jordan with the Wizards, so he's just coasting. No, I think, LeBron, that I think that, LeBron came to L.A. You're misunderstanding what I just said, I think LeBron came to L.A. for two things. To enhance who LeBron is and also to win a championship. I mean, I mean, look, great players' motivations are always to win a championship, but choosing the certain market, like he went to L.A. because of L.A. and it set him up brilliantly That's for why his post career. L.A. because it's L.A. You're trying to leave. I know what you. I've been want. trying, man. You just won't take me. Coming up, your calls you will continue really with. By the way, here. <laughs> the calls have been great. Keep them coming. Also, two a days as we're doing throughout the uh, as we get closer and closer to NFL training camps. We continue our two a days. We're going to talk with the Super Bowl champion. In fact, I guess we'll have two Super Bowl champions on the show. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, Alan Hahn hanging out with Key, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The passion for your Lakers, it's, it goes without saying. I mean, all you need to see is the amount of calls and the amount of people that want to talk about the Lakers and LeBron and Kyrie and everything else and We'll get back to that conversation with you in a little bit, but let's get back into the NFL conversation as we do our two-a-days and two teams in our two-a-days as we head towards the NFL training camps. We've been talking about the Chicago Bears. 
We spent a little time talking about the Washington Commanders, and let's continue to do that. To do that, let's do it with the man who's won a Super Bowl in Washington. That is Joe Theismann, who joins us right now. Joe, good morning. Good morning to everybody. How's everyone? I hope well. Good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Enjoying the weather. Well, you're in L.A. <laughs> well, I, I'm, in, I'm in Lake Tahoe, so I am Beautiful. enjoying the weather. Uh, Memphis has been 95 degrees for the last two weeks, so it's a, a pleasant change to be able to wake up with a little briskness in the air. <laughs> Very nice. We were talking about uh, uh, the, the commanders earlier in the show, and Key said something that was very interesting. When you look at the NFC East, each team has a quarterback that sort of has some pressure or something to prove, right? Like when you think of Dak Prescott, he's a Cowboys quarterback. There's always pressure. When you look at Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia with the Eagles, it's, you know, the pressure to prove he is the guy, that he is the man. In New York with the Giants, Daniel Jones. I mean, it's a new regime. Can you prove that you're the guy? Otherwise, you know that they'll be looking for a new quarterback. But in Washington, Key says that Carson Wentz, who they just acquired, who's now on his third team in three years, he said he has the least pressure of anyone. Do you agree with that? I don't necessarily think that uh, he has the least pressure. You know, I mean, Daniel Jones, for example, in New York, as you mentioned, uh, if he doesn't perform to a level that they believe he can, certainly they'll be shopping. Philadelphia's invested a lot around the quarterback position, so Jalen's sort of the guy that, okay, this is your year. Uh, Dak, and you mentioned it, in Dallas, you know, they really didn't change their football team a whole lot this year with additions or deletions, probably more deletions than additions. Yeah. And then you look in Washington at the commanders, and that's a young wide receiving core, which really, when you look around the league and key, you know it better than I do. That's, that's a pretty formidable group with Terry there. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be one of those hidden gems for somebody in the fantasy football world. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And uh, Jihad Dotson is just uh, you know, a special kind of receiver. Obviously they drafted him one. And, and, yeah, it is. I think Carson is under as much scrutiny. Let's call it scrutiny as opposed to pressure. Uh, He's in as much scrutiny as anybody because he's been brought in there to elevate this offense to a downfield throwing the football game. I mean, you know, Taylor Heineke did a terrific job stepping in, but the arm strength just wasn't there to do some of the things I think they wanted to do on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, Carson has the big arm. He has the experience. And really for him, it's not a question of, of, of physical talent. I mean, goodness sakes, the guy threw 27 touchdowns last year and only seven interceptions. It's the mistakes that were made at key times that he has to sort of eliminate from the, the play that he's put, to, put forth. So, to me, um, I think all four of them are pretty much equal. Dak probably having the least, even though it's Dallas, because of his experience. And I believe two years removed from that injury, he'll be a much better quarterback than he was because I think he played hurt last year, but nobody wanted to say it. You know, Joe, see, for me, the, the the scrutiny part of it, certainly I agree with you on as far as Carson Wentz goes. But I look at the style in which Ron Rivera wants to play. He's not asking Carson Wentz to go out there and throw the ball 45 times a game and it's all on him. This is not just – we are not. We don't want you to be Justin Herbert. We don't want you to be Patrick Mahomes. What we want you to do is be better than Tyler Heineke was. We want you to go vertical stretch, play action game. We want to run the football. We want to play defense. We want you to somewhat manage the game efficiently and not do what you did in Indianapolis, which was ill-advisedly give the football to the other team. That's why I don't think it's a, a whole lot of pressure because – an offensive coordinator and offensive staff can manage that. And I think that's why I remove him 
and make him, you know, having the least pressure, which you mentioned Daniel Jones. Obviously, they'll move on from him if it doesn't go right. Jalen Hurts, he showed that he potentially could be the long-term future. Dak Prescott got the money, even though he's a cowboy. He becomes the most guy for me with the pressure because of the money, because he has an advanced team where the expectations have been. Well, you know, I, you make great points, Key. I, I just think it, when you t- when you look at the commander football team, you know, and, and this is something that people talk about all the time. They talk about a quarterback being just a manager. Every quarterback in the National Football League, from Tom Brady to anybody that plays the position, to Zach Wilson in New York, your job is to manage the game. You know, and, and, and managing the game means don't turn it over in your own end. Be smart when you have a chance to put points on the board. Don't take, don't try and get, make plays if you're being sacked. Take the sack, let the punter do his job, let the defense do their job to get the ball back, and then you start again. But you know, every guy in the National Football League that's played quarterback has been a manager. Like I say, I, you name it, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. We all have the, have the, have the ability to manage games. And so I think Ron will ask a lot of Carson. I think they want to be able to do certain things. So, you know, it, everybody would love to be able to run the football, run play action, hit the deep stuff. It's what do you do with the football in your hand that I think gives you a chance to separate yourself from everybody else. And, and it's a very interesting, you know, obviously we look at the AFC West and say, wow, look at how loaded they are. Look at those teams out there. But I believe to me, this is the most curious of the divisions, the NFC East, because there's, to a large degree, quite a bit of uncertainty um, from what we're going to see from the guys that are playing the position in this particular division. Mm-hmm. Talking with Joe Theismann. Um, so with that in mind, who is your favorite to win this division? It, it seems to be every <laughs> year, you know, you never get a repeat winner, right? So can you pick one right now? I don't think you can. I, I, you know, first of all, it's 17 games. Who's going to be healthy through 17 games? Uh, and not just the quarterback position, but the entire football team. You know, are you going to lose key offensive linemen? Are you going to lose uh, a key wide receiver? Are you going to lose your running backs on the defensive side? Are you going to lose maybe two corners and all of a sudden now you have to go find them? To me, that's the big X factor when it comes to choosing in this division. I think from a quarterback perspective, every one of them certainly has something to go out and elevate themselves to another level. That's, that's obvious in this division. I think it's like, you know, you look at Dallas. Dallas has probably been the one that has stayed the most consistent. Uh, Washington didn't perform to the level defensively a year ago that they did two years ago. And Philadelphia, like I say, they've added a fair amount of people there. And, of course, New York, again, a transition period and a lot on Daniel's shoulders. So, I, you know, I mean, you look at this division, and you got to say the team that is the most stable at this point would be the probably the Dallas Cowboys. I would, I would listen. Whoever wins this division, obviously, I think Washington can win the division. I really do. I'm not not just saying it because because I played there, but I think Washington has just as good a chance to win the division as anybody. And of course, you know, scheduling is also very important. Who do you have on your schedule, and at what? section of the schedule that would be an interesting for you guys to look at is look at a certain section of the year a certain five six game stretch where maybe the teams based on last year's records weren't as good then all of a sudden they hit these playoff teams you know how how healthy are you going to be at that section and what are you going to look like as a football team 
when that section of the schedule comes to you. Joe, I got about 30 seconds. I want to ask you a question about a team I cannot stand, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. <laughs> what do you feel about the uh, what do you feel about the potential of them going to the Big 10 versus the SEC? Key, don't be a hater. <laughs> I mean, I got to be. It's it's no. natural. I know. I know. I know. I feel the Listen, Marcus Allen's one of my best friends out here. We sit and we're we're at it. you were at it back and forth, okay? All the time. Um, I think Notre Dame now is, you know, sort of the last school standing. When you look at UCLA and USC, what they've done, um, I think Notre Dame's in a position to really pick and choose where they want to go with Big Ten, SEC. Um, I think eventually, and, and re- keep in mind, real quick, they, they played six games in the ACC, so they were sort of part of a conference over the last few years. So I think that uh, Notre Dame will probably wind up joining the conference. I don't believe they can stay independent. I think that uh, yeah. there's going to be too many opportunities for them out there. So I think eventually they're going to wind up in a, in a conference. Yeah, and, okay. and which one? Obviously, be a, a, they'll be a, one of the hottest free agents. It's not just a transfer portal for players anymore. Joe, we got to leave it right there. Great to catch up with you. Enjoy Tahoe. Thanks, guys. Good to catch uh, up with you. Bye bye. Uh-huh. All right, all the best. All right, coming up: eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. More of your calls on Key's favorite team, his Lakers. It's Keyshawn and Hunt, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn and Han, ESPN Radio. We were talking about the legacy stuff with the Lakers, and we had a caller say, like, what makes a Laker? And we were talking about different players who have that legacy. And how many statues are outside the uh, the uh, center formerly known as Staples? Uh, you, got you, Matt, got, you got Chick Hearns, you got Magic Johnson, you got the Cap, you have Shaq. Gretzky? Uh, Isn't Gretzky there, too? I think I think I he think Wayne's is there. Yeah. Oscar De La Hoya. Six? That's a lot. Um, I mentioned yeah, Chick, Gretzky's right? There. I, has Kobe's? Chick. I, I'm trying to think that they do Kobe's already or not. Mm. I know they did the jerseys. If not, Kobe is there, so Jersey, you might as well sure. count him. So you get yeah, so that's like a whole Doctor Bus. You probably count Doctor Bus. Mm-hmm. So it's like so, seven or eight. What does it take to get a statue? Like when I mean, you get about, a st- to get a statue in front of an arena or around an arena, Michael like, Jordan. Well, that's wasn't that the first? Was he the first statue? Other than, of course, Rocky Balboa. Who? It's amazing he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame and he wasn't really a boxer. <laughs> of course, the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles would want that in front of a stadium somewhere. <laughs> Philadelphia thing, but like, what would it like? I, I think Jordan's statue outside the United Center. You got like to win. First time you really. You got to win multiple championships, and you have to be the all-time 
great of that particular organization. That franchise. Or one of the greats of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Like guys in New York would like be Patrick Ewing. He has to get a statue. Yeah, Tom Seaver is the first statue of a New York like athlete. Yeah, Derek Jeter should have one. No, they have they have Monument Park. They don't do statues. Okay, at well, Yankee yeah, Stadium. same thing, I guess. So right? They have Monument. No, no, but it's true. Like it, the statue thing is something that is all around North American sports, but yet in New York, as I'm thinking about it, I think Tom Seaver outside of City Field, which was just done this year, is the first statue I could think of. Like, there's none at the Garden. There's you no know, like, Steph, the like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they yeah. would have it in Golden State. Uh, maybe, uh, what was the guy? What's the, uh, Barry, uh, is it Rick Barry? Rick Barry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. would put his out there. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul in L.A. at their new stadium when you, they build it. You think the Clippers it? would have a statue of Chris Paul? Why not? They haven't won a he was the best. He was the best player ever. He's their the best player in franchise Ever. history. Who's better than CP3? Yeah, but does, don't you have to win a championship to get a statue? Everybody, Something? every every organization, they win the championships, man. That's a fair point. Think about it. It took Cleveland how long? It's true. Sacramento. Will they ever have a statue? Yeah. I mean, like, who are they going to put? Vladi? Where does Keyshawn's statue go at USC? That's what I want to know. I got a building. Why don't I need Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn and Hunt. That was a great answer. What's that? When, where does where does Keyshawn's USC statue go? You said I got a building. Yeah, I mean, what you want me, how you want me to flex? That's the best way to flex. I love that. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I know you're uncomfortable with compliments and people appreciating you. You're way more comfortable when people are either attacking you or hating on you. You seem to like that better, but I'm going to make you comfortable being uncomfortable. All right? I like you. You're going to have to deal with that. That's just – you're going to have to deal with it. 
Of course you, you could like be... me now. You didn't like me 10 years ago when you didn't know me. That is not true. See, again. You... So true. No, it is not true. Oh, my God. You were one of those guys I sl- was. silently. See, you, you didn't forget. say it, but you, you were thinking it. Nope. See, you forget. You don't remember me, which I find funny. I, did, I was a backup Jets writer during lockouts, and I was covering other teams, and those leagues had lockouts, and I'd go, you know, be sent to do, like, sidebar stories and backup stuff and all that stuff. I was in the locker room a couple of times when you were there after games. I was there when when um, Fo- was Foley was not good against the Ravens in week one, and I tried to talk to Vinny, and Vinny didn't want to talk because he didn't play, and you were talking and a couple other guys. But I was around you. And I found you funny when everybody else was like, ah, oh, he's this, he's that. And I just found you funny because well, I don't worry about everybody else. Everybody I know else you don't, but you, you see, but you think you're like, ah, you didn't like me. I'm like, no, I actually found you funny because I didn't take you seriously. Everybody well, else does. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're smart. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Laker conversation, a lot of people want to sound off. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that before we call it uh, a day and a, and a week as well. So let's continue as we were talking, you know what? In the previous little segment we did there, we were talking about the Clippers here. Lance in Ohio has this to say about the L.A. basketball teams. Lance? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. You guys. I, I just want to say, you know, with the Lakers, usually they got the allure of being in L.A., but they don't have that now. The Clippers are in L.A. They're stacked up better. The Heat are in Miami. And LeBron's all the Lakers have. I mean, ain't nobody lining up to trade for Russell Westbrook. They don't have no really no first-round picks anytime soon. They have a new head coach. If they don't give LeBron what he wants and he leaves, they're set back another five to seven years. So five they have seven. no choice but to give LeBron what he wants. Mm. But you, but you're saying, but what you're saying, though, Lance, is like the Clippers. The Clippers might be a real a good roster. But you ever think the Clippers no. are ever going to like? I'm asking. I know your answer. I'm asking Lance. <laughs> like, do you think you think the Clippers will ever be a better destination than the Lakers? Lance? The Raptors to a championship. If Kawhi's there, yes, anybody's going to come play with him. The the Clippers are are definitely in a better position than the Lakers are right now. Lance, where are you from? He's in Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. All right, that's that's all I needed to know. Mm. That's he has, again. No, he has no idea. But you understand. See, he has no he idea makes, about the Lakers. I was hoping. And the Clippers. He, yeah, no, he doesn't. And I was hoping he would bring it a little bit better than that too. Because I thought he was. If he had said he was from L.A., I'd say, "Okay, oh, from Ohio." He has no idea. Even mm. though I uh, had a conversation a week or so ago with, with a very prominent NBA front office front office executive that told me the Clippers are better than the Lakers. Well, I mean, on the roster side, they no, no, no. He just he was healthy. serious about it. He was very serious about it, and I have yeah. to trust his but, judgment. Trust me. But I feel like no matter what, they, they the Clippers can win a championship next year. It still won't matter in L.A., right? No, not it at still all. won't matter no in L.A. Cares. No. And look at care. Brooklyn had KD and Kyrie, and it still didn't matter in New York. And that's part of the reason I think why KD wants out of there. Hot! It's been great. It has I been. I think I'm going to see you. I don't think I'm going to see you till your birthday or at least after it. So have a great time. Enjoy everything. I hope everybody has their passports. If not, send me an invite. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 